Welcome to the We Can Relate podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Berry. And after quite a hiatus, we're back uh, in the studio recording today. And unfortunately, it's just me all by my lonesome, but that will be short-lived. Uh, Amanda and Leah and hopefully Miss Brooke will join us again really soon. Um, but we're going to go ahead and just kind of dive in and pick up where we left off and hope that those of you that have been listening over the course of quarantine and this crazy 2020 um, are excited to hear some new episodes. And we really appreciate all the downloads and listens that we've had over the summer. And to be honest, I was pretty shocked when I logged in this morning to start working on this podcast that we'd had so many downloads and listens. So thank you to each of you who've been doing that. And we promise that from this point forward, hopefully um, barring any other, you know, world catastrophes, we'll try to be more consistent with at least bringing you a one new podcast a week. That's my personal goal. And I hope that we can do that. So, um, it's been kind of sad this summer. I'm sure like for many of you, you're not seeing your friends, not doing things that um, we normally do, but I know Leah, Amanda, and I have been still been texting and um, sending memes and funny jokes and just trying to keep moods light and, and talking about what's going on in our lives, just like we were when we would sit in this room and podcast together. Um, and so it's a lot different, but we haven't stopped connecting. And that's what we want to do through this podcast is connect with each other, get real and just grow together, have life together, and maybe um, inspire each other to do something different, new, fresh, and hopefully laugh a lot. Um so I hope that you're still doing those things with your friends too, you know, sharing stories via text, calling someone, FaceTiming someone. Uh, I don't know about you all, but I'm tired of Zoom. Can I get one more Zoom link for an invitation for a meeting and click to register and forget my password and have to see someone's half a face and someone doesn't know how to mute their mic? Like we've seen the memes, we've seen the viral videos about Zoom calls. I'm over it. So I um, have had a, a few great FaceTime chats with friends and that's been awesome. And of course, being able to, where we're at here in the Midwest, being able to get out and see people in person and go into some restaurants and be um, in an actual place of business at a socially distant level and wear a mask upon entering and leaving and all those type of things. So I know that across the country, things are very different from state to state. So I, it's not lost on me that that's something that maybe you're not privileged to where you are, but we are here um, in Missouri and able to do that some. Um, so I hope that you haven't stopped sharing uh, with your friends and connecting. And if you have, like, just pick up the phone and text someone. It can be kind of isolating and lonely. And so I know I get in the place where I'm like, I'm just too exhausted to even text anyone. They don't care what's going on in my life. Everyone's got their own thing going on. They might not care that my kids said the F word and car line, you know, last week. But actually, that's been the funniest story I've shared with most of my friends. Um, maybe that's just me. Maybe most four-year-old moms don't deal with that. But that was a, a new place. Pleasant, uh, unpleasant visit from the school director to my car window and car line. So maybe you can relate to that. Maybe your kid doesn't drop the F-bomb at preschool, but mine did. So um, welcome to 2020. Go ahead. Judge me. It's cool. Anyway, um, other than learning the F word, my son did um, a lot of fun things <laughs> over quarantine that were much more wholesome than that and didn't involve um, lectures from from his mother. Um, we did spend a lot of time under quarantine gardening and um, being outside and playing and he got a new clubhouse built this summer um, by his grandparents so um, we also got chickens so if you have never had a farm animal before or if you were raised somewhat on a farm like my husband and I were and then never had the desire to ever have farm animals again um, somehow 2020 has brought us to the point where we thought chickens would be a great idea and they were a really great idea for a while until um, 
the massacre, as I'll call it, happened. I went out one morning, thankfully before my son was awake, and found all of them beheaded and feathers everywhere. So apparently um, raccoons are not the cute little, you know, patch-eyed, striped animals that we all have uh, in your neighborhood or lurking in your garbage can um, or just being little pesky. Raccoons are actually pretty vicious and violent and murdered all of our chickens. So um, instead of just telling our child what happened, we decided to lie and cover it all up because that's what a good parent does. Um, We definitely concocted a huge plan and story before he uh, awakened that day because I had been crying for two hours about how I was going to tell him. And um, so our chickens went they escaped. They got loose. They had to go to Nana's house. They had to leave and go to her pen until we could get our chicken pen fixed where they couldn't get out again. And he, he bought it. Um, we had a great friend. And when I say great friend, like this is the epitome of friendship. If you don't have a, a person like this in your life, you need one. Um, I called him at like, maybe it was like 6am sobbing that, uh, the raccoons had, you know, murdered my chickens and there were feathers everywhere. And my husband was leaving like right then leaving town did not have time to, to clean it up. And I certainly couldn't, I had to be inside with my sleeping child. So he came over and cleaned up every ounce of evidence and disposed of all of that for us. And that is truly like awesome, awesome person. So anyway, I'm sure he's not a podcast listener. He's not in our, (laughs) that's not his demographic, but, um, did mean a lot to us. And I don't know if what we would have done if we didn't have somebody to call to help me with that. Cause my stomach wasn't cut out for that mess. And this story seems more lackluster because I don't have Leah or Amanda here to laugh hysterically at my chicken, um, problems, my chicken woes. Um, but you know, we're getting through it. We got replacement chickens. We had to get one that looked just like one that we had had before. My son had named them all. So that was really important. I had to hunt for a chicken that looked like a chicken he had named in his own namesake, a uh, champy chicken. So uh, su- surprisingly, we pulled it off. Uh, about a month later, we had fixed the chicken coop up and new chickens arrived. And he was completely convinced they were the same chickens as the old chickens. So, so far we haven't messed that up. Um, and the only other thing we really did during quarantine besides just, you know, spending a lot of time outside gardening, doing things together. Um, I let my child who at the time was three, um, have his own YouTube channel. That was a mistake. Now he demands that I edit his videos and put them up for his followers to see. Um, that's kind of creepy. So I'm not sure where we stand with that, but I think we're going to lay off on some of the videos. They're really fun for our family to see, but as into it as he got at such a young age, I'm thinking maybe that and the combination of the F bomb he dropped at preschool, we might be having a little bit too much maturity at such a young age for him. So we're going to scale, scale that back just a bit. Um, so anyway, kind of moving on from things we did during quarantine, because this podcast definitely is not going to be anything political or anything about COVID. Um, we are going to talk about life and connecting and doing things together in different ways. But, you know, after this initial kind of relaunch um, for the podcast, I hope that we just kind of move on past these subjects and can connect in, in a different way and that you can relate to just having some normalcy. Um, we always start each podcast with a drink. So today, um, I am drinking. I'm so fancy when I don't have an audience here, when I don't have to whip something up for guests. I'm drinking black coffee, French roast, straight. It's called Special Dark Heavy Metal. 
Uh, it's black like my soul. Um, it is delicious. It is from Sturgis Coffee Company. We made a little trip to South Dakota um, before all this Sturgis rally drama um, to socially distance ourselves a bit this summer. And we went to Sturgis Coffee Company and it was really cool. And we bought, I think, seven or eight bags of their whole um, bean uh, roast, special roast in house. And this French roast is a dark, chocolatey, it's upbeat, it's full bodied. It's delicious. It's black, and I've reheated it four times today. So, true story. I actually just reheated it before I came down to podcast because that's what I do. I let it sit for an extended amount of time. I could never drink a cup of coffee before it has to be reheated. Flame mom life. So, um, I'll link them on our Insta. I've tagged them a couple times through just Coffee Company on my personal Instagram because I love, love their coffee. Um, they have a light roast that we've tried to, that's called bliss and it's really tasty. Just a little bit, something, you know, fresher, lighter that you can drink on the daily. You don't have to have, you know, special heavy metal French roast every day. It might not be your jam, but anyway, so, um, moving on, I wanted to talk a little bit today about some things we can relate to that are a little bit serious. And then we're going to blow past all the serious stuff and, and find out how, kind of some ways that maybe we can, uh, muddle through quarantine and COVID a little bit more joyfully and gleefully together. So um, I'm sure during this time you can relate to things about feeling overwhelmed. Uh, Amen. Maybe to um, being kind of uncertain about everything. Aren't we all? Um, You can relate to maybe really wanting or yearning or missing any sense of normalcy, like anything that should be normal that we're not having anymore. Um, And maybe just being in a constant state of not getting stuff done. Like I used to have days that I would like get shit done every day, you know, just power through, get all my work done, knock a bunch of things off my to-do list. And now I feel like my to-do list is non-existent. When I actually write a to-do list, it's miles long. It overwhelms me and I bounce around and I don't get any of the important tasks done. I just do half of the things that are probably the least important. So uh, I'm hoping there's someone out there that can relate to that. Um, We can probably relate to missing girlfriends, family, friends, uh, vacations, graduations, sporting events, concerts, all of the things we're missing in life. We can all relate to that. And one of the things I've hated since the beginning of COVID, the saying of, we're all in this together. Well, that doesn't, you know, stating the obvious doesn't make it any better. Um, so we, I, I guess there's just, that seems a little too much of a blanket statement. It's always been kind of irritating to me. But um, the one thing that I feel a lot is even now, um, just the thought of podcasting and trying to get back to life a little bit normally and doing things that I've done before is I have guilt when a little tiny glimpse of normalcy appears like my kids in school again, five days a week. And I have friends whose kids are still homeschooled or just barely able to go. They go one or two days virtually or all of these different scenarios. And, um, when we have any kind of sense of normalcy or routine, I feel guilty and I feel, I feel bad for the people who aren't experiencing those things like we are. And I wish that more people could be, you know, having those little glimpses of normalcy, but I know that's not reality for everyone. So there's a certain amount of guilt that comes with that amount of guilt comes with being healthy and, um, not being ill and not being around anyone who's ill. Um, so if you're feeling that too, I can totally relate. Um, so now I just want to kind of connect and get real about a few things, um, and ways that we can all improve our mental state a little bit. Cause I know we're all struggling. Um, 
So one thing I, I kind of thought of, I was making a little list of things to like, what in my life am I doing to keep myself kind of on track and to make that to-do list not seem so overwhelming? And how can I be better? And how can I not feel so scattered and overwhelmed and all these things that, you know, are different in 2020? So first thing, uh, I got out of the habit of even listening to other podcasts. I think I was so sad that we weren't together and we weren't podcasting that I just was like, meh who cares? I don't want to listen to, you know, I love the lady gang. I love the Bella's podcast. There's several of those girl kind of women podcasts that I love. And I wasn't even listening to those because I just didn't want to just didn't seem like, you know, I, I don't know why I just was kind of bummed that we couldn't do our own thing. So now I want all of you to listen to this podcast or another podcast or something that is somewhat just checking out for a little bit. And it doesn't have to be anything serious or it could be a total, you know, thriller mystery or, you know, an unsolved crime. I know crime podcasts are huge. Totally not my jam. We've talked about this. They scare me to death, but they're cool. Um, so maybe it's just reading a book, which I say that and the only books I've read during quarantine are cookbooks, um, which is great. I love them all. Um, one thing that you can do today, right now, or the next time you go to the grocery store, clean out your freaking pantry. I did this after a recent Aldi haul because I bought too much stuff to fit in the pantry and, uh, it was a disaster and we had kind of been like everyone hoarding things, um, for fear of the, you know, next shutdown or something else happening where we couldn't get access to things. And so I rearranged and pulled like all the things that I bought, you know, back in March at the beginning of this craziness out to the front. I put things in baskets. I opened all my snacks for my son and put those in baskets and organized them. And it felt so, so good. So do that. Um, the next thing, planting something, a fall crop, something in your area that will grow and produce something that you can eat or harvest. This has been the most, um, the biggest change for me. My husband keeps saying like, you're a totally different person this year. <laughs> I'm like, aren't we all? Um, for him, work didn't change that much. And he still traveled and went places and did things the same. Um, even though that looked different for him, he was still gone from home the same amount and, and not here as much. And so he, I don't think he quite understands that when you're just you go from being gone all the time working and having people work with you and running from event to event and networking thing to networking thing to at home all the time, nowhere to go, nothing to do, trying to homeschool your kid. Or in my case, like we didn't learn. I didn't teach him one thing. Um, but anyway, um, I am different. Like I really enjoyed being out gardening. And so the gardening was fun, just getting, you know, our yard cleaned up and making little garden beds. But the, the best part was when we got to harvest the things that we had grown and even just watching, um, like our watermelons grow that my son planted. Uh, by the way, he ended up hating watermelon. Like we planted him for him. He made a cute YouTube video about it. And then we cut into one and he's like, yeah, they're gross. So that was great. But so I encourage you to plant something, even if it's just going and getting, a, you know, some mums and planting them out in your um, yard instead of leaving them in the um, basket, like mine are sitting out drying out on my front porch right now and plant them in your flower beds or around your home. Just being in the dirt sounds so cliche, but it literally makes you feel good growing and tending to something. Um, and then the next thing that we can all do right now, 
This is so exciting to me. We can start Christmas shopping early. There's something about Christmas, even if it's not going to look the same for you and your family this year, but just shopping and thinking about those people on your list that you buy for that makes you happy. Like it literally perks my mood up when I'm like, Ooh, I need to go check out, you know, this gift for this person. And I already ordered one gift for my sister. And then I've decided that I'm keeping it for myself. So that's great. Um, but it was really fun to just like, what would she like? You know, what would be good for her? And she just graduated high school and she's in her freshman year of college and what things would make her happy. And so go ahead and like, even if you don't buy anything, go on Amazon and browse for ideas, go on your favorite local boutique that you follow on Instagram and scroll through their recent post and, you know, take some screenshots of things that you want to buy for the people on your list. So, um, do that. And then this is like the thing we've talked about. Everyone needs to do self-care. You know, we should all be doing self-care. And what did you do for self-care Sunday? And blah, 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 blah. Because in reality, I don't ever take the time to take care of myself in a way that I think would be considered self-care. I am happy to get a shower on my own by myself on a random weekday while my kid's at preschool. So if self-care looks the same to you, do that. Take an extra five minutes in the shower. Or in my case, I feel super fancy. If I have enough time to, before I shower, dry brush, you know, ooh la la, <laughs> scraping off all the dead skin. Or um, one of my favorite things is um, these under eye um, masks that you can put on. They're by Beauty Counter, which you know, you're going to hear more about I'm obsessed with, and I've wholeheartedly switched my whole life over to, um, but I love putting those on because you don't have to leave them on very long, but they make a really substantial difference in your appearance. And so I get that instant gratification. If I can like put those on while I dry brush for about five to seven minutes and then hop in the shower and actually shave my legs above the ankle because that's all my leggings show. Um, those are real self-care things for me. So um, do that for you and don't be annoyed by the word self-care like I am. Just make it something that's just a little extra for you. It could literally be as simple as while you're showering and your toddler is hollering at you from the other room, you like light a candle in the bathroom while you're in the shower. Specials it gets around here sometimes, just being, just being real. Um, but that could be on a random day. It doesn't have to be hours of time where you feel like you're taking things away from your family. I mean, if you can get several hours of your time away from your kid, <laughs> go for it. Um, I, I know we've all had our extra dose of family time. So if you can squeeze out a couple hours and actually go for a facial, if your town is letting you do that yet, or those kind of things, go for it. Um, and then the next thing on my list that I really wanted to encourage you to do is to write like actually with a pen, write a thank you note or a gratitude note or a card. I kind of laugh and think about Jimmy Fallon on Fridays. He writes his thank you notes, but this is a little more serious where I kind of take a, a lesson from um, Jenna Bush Hager on the Today Show. She always writes really thoughtful things to her friends and family and thoughtful notes. And I know at the beginning of quarantine, we sent some notes to my son's teachers and to some family that live far away. Um, but then we stopped, right? Like life and things change and you're like, okay, well, whatever. Um, that's not at the top of my important list. But um, just think about how you feel when you get a note or even an invitation in the mail, like a physical piece of paper that you hold that has a stamp on it. It's awesome. So write a note to someone that means a lot to you that maybe it's just, hey, checking in. I know this has been a lonely time for you. Um, 
that could be something really important to someone, especially an elderly person or a grandparent or someone who isn't having that human touch and can't have that human touch. Um, maybe put a few little pieces of confetti in the cards when they open it, you know, those sprinkle out and that makes them smile. So do something like that and you'll really feel good about it. And then, um, share that with us, like shout us out on Instagram or on Facebook and post what you're sending or what you're doing. Cause I would love to see, you know, if you can really make a difference in someone's day that you do that. So put it in the freaking mail, like just do it. <laughs> so, um, and then one of the other things that I used to think were so lame, and I know you can relate to this. If I got one more invitation for a pampered chef party or a Scentsy party or whatever on social, I was so irritated. I was like, I don't want to do this. I feel obligated to because it's such and such from work or it's such and such from my son's school or they came to my whatever or, you know, whatever the sense of obligation is. And then you want to be like, oh, I just want to pretend like I didn't see that I got added to that group. I just want to turn these notifications off. I'm going to encourage you to flip that attitude around and host one of those online parties because I just attended a Sensi one um, that a friend was hosting and I was lame and I didn't like engage in all the posts and do all the things they, you know, they try to get you to do just to kind of have fun. But I kept seeing it pop up and I'm like, gosh, I really want to order some of that stuff. I know they have some essential oils now that I want to try and I need to do that. And so I eventually ordered and I was so glad that I did. I can't wait for my stuff to come. And I also like, it was just the little things actually talking via the group to a couple friends that I don't see that often. Um, and it was just a simple like, Hey, thanks for your order and whatever. Great. Um, that sense of connection was fun. And I was able to order a couple Christmas gifts and a birthday gift. Um, so, you know, do that. I, um, I'm going to be hosting a beauty counter pop-up because again, I'm obsessed and I've switched most of, well, not most of all of our personal care and makeup and any kind of skincare items in our home over to beauty counter, um, kind of twofold one, because I really liked it. And then once we were kind of getting into this lockdown, I was like, okay, I'm going to be more serious about this. I'm really going to switch things out and I don't want anything with, you know, these nasty chemicals in them in our household. And then I'm glad that I did because around the time that I made that decision, um, it was around the time the country shut down. And then I had all of this new beauty counter product I had just ordered. And I'm like, oh, well, one less thing that I have to try to order or find um, quantities of. I don't need shampoo. I don't need body wash. I don't need, you know, face cleansers. I don't need lotion. I don't need sunscreen. Got it all taken care of. So um, I'm going to be hosting one of those and I'll post a link on our Facebook and our Instagram. I hope that you'll join me. I know, um, beauty counters holiday line just dropped and I have a bunch of the holiday preview stuff that is super awesome. It's great gifting and, um, really great price points. So not too expensive, but still looking very elegant and the packaging is to die for. It's so beautiful. So I'm kind of a you can kind of get me with packaging, even if the product wasn't great. I'm like, Ooh, look at this pretty package and the bow. So, um, for beauty counters, all the products are great and the packaging is really bright and cheerful. And it's something that can just make, it makes my day to get a new package in the mail. So here's another plug reminder, write a note, send it to someone. Um, anyway, so I wanted to talk about two of the things that I've missed, um, most during quarantine but it seemed odd to just talk about what I had missed. So I sent a text to Leah, Amanda, and Miss Brooke about the things that 
um, they missed most about quarantine. And I said, just the first thing that pops into your head could be funny or serious. Just send me what you think. So um, I'm going to read you Brooke's answers first. Brooke, we miss you. I'm going to pause and take a drink of coffee here, though, before I read this. because My throat's getting a little scratchy. Man, one thing I noticed about podcasting by myself is that it's a lot of freaking talking to do without anyone interrupting. And I like to talk, as we all know. So <laughs> shout out, Leanna, Amanda, I miss you guys. So um, Miss Brooke answered, what did she miss? Um, and she said her funny answer was just pointless walks around TJ Maxx and Target to clear her mind, which I also missed greatly. Um, I also, like... I went when Target reopened and the Starbucks and Target reopened and I was so excited to like get my latte and aimlessly browse Target, but then you can't drink your Starbucks in Target because you have to keep your mask on so they don't let you aimlessly browse with your latte. I literally got my latte and left. I was so disappointed. So anyway, um, I feel you, Brooke. I miss those things too. And even now that those stores are back open, something just isn't the same like about browsing those stores. I still feel like every time I go in a store, I want to be in and out as quick as possible. And there's much less browsing and looking and enjoyment. It's all more purposeful. And I miss the aimless browsing. And then this kind of makes me sad. Brooke is in college and she said her serious thing was being physically being in a classroom or at work. It is a blessing to be able to be in the same place as others to connect and learn with them. I think we all get annoyed with the typical going to school or going to work, but that was the thing I miss most. And that was from Brooke. And girl, it makes me sad for you. I miss that too. I miss it for all of like the college freshmen, my sister being one of them. She opted to take all of her classes online and I was kind of mad about it because she could have gone on campus to some of them and been masked and there were some precautions and things, but she just didn't want to do that. She just decided to do them all online. And I just feel like she's missing out on a huge college experience by doing that. Um, but I know that everyone has their reasons for making their own decisions. And I, I'm glad that she's an adult and she can make that decision. But I just really wish that she was on campus. And I miss that for all of you, too. And so next we'll move on to what Miss um, Amanda and Leah missed most during quarantine. Leah, um, and this is so Leah, too. I, I know this and one thing that we've missed equally she's missed other people's businesses and patios. So just like patios being open this summer and things like before um, businesses were reopened and their patios were closed, you know, all spring, it was like brunch and patio season. And we had none of that all summer, none of that. Um, now places are starting to, you know, reopen for dining outside, but it looks a lot different. So I feel you, Leah. And then Amanda, of course, this is in true Amanda fashion. And I sent her back a message about the SNL skit from Saturday. If you haven't watched Saturday Night Live, um, the new season that just dropped, um, go watch it. But Amanda says she misses seeing full face. When I see someone's face for the first time, my mind is often blown. Like, they were pretty attractive with a mask on, but oh, wowza. <laughs> I totally, totally get it, Amanda. Um, and, and I am bad. I actually ran into someone that I've known for 20 years um, at Target on Saturday or on Sunday morning. And I felt really bad because I said, Oh, excuse me. And I walked past him and I was like, man, that person looked familiar. And then I heard him talking on the next aisle and I literally felt so bad about it. I like backed up my cart, went over there and 
and hollered <laughs> real redneck style. And I was like, Hey, how are you? And I even um, briefly like kind of pulled my mask down a little bit so she could see who I was. Cause she's a little bit older and I knew she probably wouldn't recognize me because I didn't recognize her. And then, um, I kind of waved at her from afar, even though she's someone that I would love to have scooped up in a big hug, which is one of the things I really miss. Um, now that we can even be back in places and seeing people, I'm a hugger and fellow huggers out there, you know, this is true. You don't realize how much hugging impacts your mood until you can't do it. Um, I also want to just say that I did hug my friend, Melissa, when we went for a run or a walk together this summer, we met, um, and parked at a Walmart, Walmart neighborhood market. And, um, we just kind of happened to be kind of towards the front of the store. And when we saw each other for the first time, um, we hugged big time because we hadn't seen each other in months. And I swear to you, people were glaring and burning holes through us with their eyes because they thought those two women are crazy. Why are they hugging? Why are they touching? You know, don't they know there's a pandemic happening? Um, yeah, we know we just really missed each other and we had both been equally quarantined at home and we were outside going for a walk together. So anyway, judge away. We needed that hug. Um, huggers unite. Um, anyway, so I, I like all of those responses. We kind of would like to know from you too. What is the thing you've missed during quarantine? My, if you're ready for this, my drum roll, please. Mine is super superficial. I've missed hugs. I've missed a lot of things. I could go on and on and on about all the different, um, things or people or activities I've missed, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I miss my Botox. That's right. Facials and Botox. I think our last episode before we went um, kind of on hiatus was about happiness and a syringe. Um, you know, Botox. We all get it. If you don't get it, you need it. Um, and it's kind of been the hardest thing for me to cut the cord of and the safer switches that I've been making in our life. Like, you know, I cleaned out underneath the sink and I switched all the chemicals and the Clorox out for, you know, more gentle things with essential oils or more um, formulas that were less toxic to our home. I did the same with our skincare and our um, things in the shower and our shampoo and our toothpaste and just really been cognizant of it, but I can't, I can't cut out the Botox for real. Like I, I need it. And so, um, of course I should have gotten some like right when the country shut down. And so by the time, um, the plastic surgeon's office reopened and I could schedule to get in, it had been way too long, so long that when I got it, I was excited, but I feel like it didn't do as much as normal. Like now I'm going to need more CCs. Um, so anyway, Maybe some of you can relate to that, but I feel like Botox is the reason why I'll never be able to like make all my switches to be a hundred percent safer, clean beauty and skincare and, and be better for myself and even healthcare and all the things because I, I need Botox. I need someone to justify to me like why I need it, why I feel this strong <laughs> magnetic draw to getting my Botox. Um, so one thing that I have noticed though, even though I missed that so much and once I did go get it, I was kind of disappointed, um, by the results. And I think part of that was due to how much I've been using the beauty counters, um, overnight resurfacing peel. I, um, talk about things that I hoard and that is one of them. It instantly, we call it like your overnight Botox. It instantly gives the less appearance of fine lines and wrinkles and makes your skin glow. And I love it. And every person that I know that tries it um, has to have it. I gave Leah some this spring and it was the same time I got my new bottle and she just had to buy some new for me like last week. And my bottle's running low now too, but I can tell she's been putting a hurt on it because she's like, I'm out and I need it. Um, and so 
that's one of the things that I'm trying to be better about. Like, okay, I don't, I know literally I, I don't need Botox, but I need Botox. I can't get over it. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Maybe I need therapy for this topic. I'm not sure. Um, but one of the things too, because, you know, um, we weren't able to aimlessly browse Target and TJ Maxx, Miss Brooke, that I have done less of is that I had already switched over all of our skincare products, but I still, you girls know this about me, like in the checkout line at TJ Maxx, I can always find like, Ooh, look at this 24 karat gold face mask or this Biore, um, clog pouring nose strip or this cool rose quartz roller. I'm going to throw these in my cart that I don't need and use them approximately two times and then let them clutter up my kitchen cabinet or my bathroom cabinet. So I have bought substantially less of that. Um, type of thing. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad that I haven't had so many like impulse purchases. And um, because of that, my skin is so much better. I am not a big like proponent of any like, you know, fix all end all be all, but um, being home, you know, eating things we are growing in our garden and having fresh chicken eggs and cooking more at home and baking with my family and washing my face with the same skincare regimen every day has made an impact on what my skin looks like. And I'm really, I'm pleased with that. So I'll stop shouting out beauty counter now, but, um, that is one thing, um, that I just really am glad that I've changed and that I didn't have the access to buying all the junk that I have been buying for years at the checkout lines or in my aimless browsing through Target, um, you know, the beauty section of like, ooh, this is new. I should try this. Or this makes my lashes a hundred times longer. Um, by the way, if you've ever thought about that, like a hundred times longer, 10 times even longer, probably not accurate marketing there. So when you're reading your mascara (laughs) or you see the new flashy packaging on something and it sounds too good to be true, probably is. I know we've all heard it, but man, I could never turn that stuff down. Like if it had the word new and an exclamation point, probably in like a chartreuse color on the corner of the package, I had to know about it. I had to try it. I had to throw it in my cart. Um, so that's one thing that COVID has gifted us is the ability to maybe to say no to some things that we'd always thought we had to have before. Um, one thing that I tried that, I don't know, I'm still in trial and error. I'm, I'm still um, okay on the um, clean deodorant. I've tried a few different brands we've talked about on here. Um, we'll save that for the next episode, but, um, we'll talk about some armpit detoxing. I don't know. I feel like I just am always going to need men's deodorant. Anyone else relate to that? Like no matter what I try, no matter how organic and natural I try to switch and do nothing is strong enough. Um, anyway, so I hope I haven't bored you too much today with kind of, um, recapping all the things that we've learned or missed or feel during, um, COVID because our next episode is going to be strictly fun, funny, um, nothing related to lockdown or quarantine or COVID. I want to definitely move past all of that and hope that, um, without being insensitive to the real world struggles that everyone's going through, that we can just, um, continue to connect here on the podcast and on our social channels and, and, uh, maybe through writing notes or doing things of that nature without losing that personal connection with people and without harping and focusing on all the things we can't do right now, or we couldn't do, or, um, maybe in your area, you can do these things. Um, so, 
just, I hope that you'll continue to connect and, and, um, listen to the podcast and share it and you'll tune in next time. I'm going to try to keep recording, maybe even get the guts and the courage up to do this more frequently, but we're definitely going to be, um, dropping an episode each week and I'll have guests on as, um, available. It is hard to record with great quality. If you can't be in person with someone, I know there are lots of, you know, online platforms and wireless connections, but, um, I think we've talked about before. My husband is like a hard knocks, old school broadcast savant, and he wants this to be a certain way. And he's probably freaking out that I've tapped the table and taken a drink and, you know, said, um, and, and stuttered and things during the podcast. But anyway, um, we do record this in a very, um, you know, studio like environment. And so that makes it a challenge to get people here that, um, in a safe and socially distant way. So we'll be working on that, but I will be, um, having Amanda and Leah and Miss Brooke on in the future. And then also some other guests, there'll be some surprises for you. Um, we'll call this maybe season two. I don't really know how you classify seasons, but we took a long enough break that I feel like we're now, um, launching season two. Um, the We Can Relate podcast is available on all your favorite podcast, uh, platforms. And I hope you tune in again um, next time. Thanks. Bye.